We are back. We got new managers getting hired. We got a manager search still going on. Free agents, opt-outs, opt-ins. Let's do it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Talking Baseball, the first official kind of off-season episode. And we're going to find our own gears here. Obviously, this show has not had an off-season episodes as we go, but we are excited to figure out what it is, how it works, and all that. My name's John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey. I got my co-host, Jake, coming to you from Denver. Rocking a Knicks hat, but this is a, a baseball podcast, not a basketball podcast. This is just a number nine. Oh, just this a isn't nine. a Knicks hat. It's just okay. a number nine. And I want to correct you on another thing. Again, this isn't. This is your talking baseball first off season podcast. I was doing talking baseball ninety four ninety five, um, just talking to my wall and my dog. So I'm pretty well traveled in this. So don't you know? This is technically year. I mean, like year fifteen or so. Year 15 of talking baseball offseason. Right. Usually it was. It hasn't been recorded or shown uh-huh. to people. That's, that's my bad and a mistake yeah. I shall not make again. And it's all right. Okay. Patreon, new Patreons this week sponsoring this episode are Christina Thielen. Ah, that's a tough one. Talon? Thelen? I don't know. I have no, I have no, uh, no gauge on that one. What do you got? I like Thielen. It feels like a Thielen. Jonathan Larson, Noah Hughes, or Hug Hughes, <laughs> <laughs> Jacob Stoltzenbach. That's a strong yep. name, Stoltzenbach. Wow, you better be a stocky dude. Michelle Wood, Daniel Russell, and Rob White. Well, I, had, I had Stoltzenbach as like a long pitcher, like six seven. That works Coming too. Downhill. You just you just can't be average body. Okay, just don't be average, Jacob Stolzenbach. Yeah, that's a name that commands a presence. Those are our most recent Patreon supporters and subscribers. Two dollars a month, you can hang out, listen live, uh, and some jerseys. I've got to do the October raffle, actually. Cool. All right. Anyway, Jake, it's been a little bit. I think the longest break we've had on the show in a while because we we're doing daily episodes. How are how are you doing? I'm great, man. I'm I'm excited. I mean, it's it again, this is part of a bigger philosophical baseball free agency problem that you and I ran into last winter meetings that I mean, free agency technically kicks off what midnight tonight. Yeah, and, but nothing will happen in the NBA world that leads to like 48 hours of pure chaos. And mm-hmm. it's awesome. In MLB, it's like, all right, like I, honestly, the chaos is going to be in the next couple hours, uh, with a couple opt-ins, opt-outs to be decided, um, a couple, you, you know, for the Yankees. I, I know we we're kind of assuming that they're going to reach a contract with Brett Gardner before free agency starts, and other teams have situations like that. Cole Calhoun, we like putting those two in a bucket, anyways. Uh, but it is exciting. It it it. You know, it feels like the World Series just happened. The Nats just had their parade, but now it's like, all right, 2020 free agency. It's a little bit of a bummer. It's not going to be like I'm not going to know Garrett Cole's team in the next 24 hours, which in the NBA I would. But uh, I, I'm excited, and it's I I do like as as I joked about. I've always been a huge baseball fan, and you know I 
I like this side of baseball a little bit more. The the free agency, the coming together, the teams, or are you going to trust your minor league third baseman? Are you going to go out and bring in a Todd Frazier? Uh, so I love that stuff, and there's there's a couple fun teams that I'm already locked into. So I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? Nice. I'm I'm doing well. I'm in the midst of a move. Yeah. Signed the lease a couple days ago. Today is Monday. I think Tuesday, Wednesday are two full move days, and then I'll be in New York City. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, it's it's happening quick. Yeah. My credit card is getting yeah. really tested. We got to furnish a whole apartment, two bedrooms what and a living room. What couch did you get? We haven't bought a couch yet because all the couches at Ikea can go kill themselves. Yeah. The Ikea couch selection was rather putrid. If if someone out there is part of a furniture company, they need a better middle tier of couches. It's either like shit or like expensive $5,000 couch. It's like, give me a good well, there's also a Midler a, couch. There's also a big divide between looks nice and kitschy and new and modern in the living right. room versus comfortability. Very hard to get both. It's either like a basement couch or a living room couch. And I want a living room couch look with a basement couch sit. And it's like, do you want the comfortability of someone like Edwin Encarnacion as your DH? Or would you rather try out the young guy in your, your farm? I think that's what you're trying to say. You, I, I was hoping you were going to make a great comparison. But then no. you, you started bad and then quit. Yeah, I bailed. <laughs> Quick bail. <laughs> okay so as we've been doing do you have a burn for us oh uh <laughs> i could no <laughs> like, burn. what do you need burnt <laughs> no burn <laughs> starling Marte, he's opting in um no yeah all right so there's we're gonna start actually with the managers and that whole yes. situation because a lot of this happened while we were covering the World Series, and we just kind of skipped it and said, we'll get to this later on. There were how many openings, Jake? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight openings for manager. Six of them have been filled. Two are still searching. And let's just go down the list. Is that cool with you? That's cool with me, Jim. Brad Osmus gets fired from the Angels, and they bring in Joe Madden. I like this. I tweet as soon as Joe Madden left the Cubs, I tweeted the Angels should go get him right away. I Trout needs a chance. Like uh, Trout needs to be in a playoff race. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like I'm not saying this gets them in the playoffs, not in that division, but hopefully Madden can help them get into the race. He is a good manager. He grinds my gears. I think he's the most exhausting man in baseball, and I think he exhausts places that he goes and then starts fresh. But I do think Madden going into a new team, if they can put some talent. And he he has now managed the Rays, who had not a lot of talent, but he got them to a World Series, and he did the most shifting and the most weird lineups and all this crazy shit to get the most out of his players when he was with the Rays. And then when he got traded to the Cubs and he had all this talent, he shifted the least amount in all of baseball. And they asked him, and he said, well, I have good players now. I don't need to do that stuff. So he's kind of equipped to manage two kinds of teams. I think he's a good manager still. Personally, I think he's exhausting. But I like this move for the Angels. 
Yeah, and so we we were connecting the dots on this a little bit because it, it seemed a little bit A plus B, Trout Madden, L.A., um, Madden's time running out in Chicago. He was with, if you don't know, he was with the Angels organization for 31 years. Before he went to the Rays, uh, he was with the California slash Anaheim slash Los Angeles Angels, 1975 to 2005. So I'll tell you what, I'm going to be honest, I didn't know that. So there's there's a comfort level there. Um, just in the organization, he was Mike Sosha's bench coach uh, during during some of their high times during the World Series in 2002. Um, so yeah, when when all the connect the dots came out on this, it made a lot of sense. And yeah, and you, you'd like to think that they're going to be spending in free agency a little bit. Um, obviously, the West Coast coal rumors. We'll get into that. Um, but yeah, I, if if you're a baseball fan, you should be rooting for Mike Trout to to get to October somehow. <laughs> and uh, it's he, he's a good manager. There's no argument against that. Yeah, you can't really. You can dislike him because I because I kind of don't like Joe Madden. Yeah, but I can't say he's not a good manager. So. You're a hard no magicians in the clubhouse guy. <laughs> so are you, if we're being fair. Well, if I. I'm allowing my players to beat up the magician. It's don't, like kind of it's letting out steam. Don't bring a magician into the clubhouse. It's your number one rule. Ugh, I hate magicians. I like the dress up parties that Madden does. Don't yeah. bring penguins into my clubhouse. Oh, see, that's where you and I are going to well, yeah, you're a you, hard you, line in the yeah, sand. You've made out with a penguin and all that. Okay. I might have a team penguin in there. So the Cubs got rid of Joe Madden. They parted ways, and they bring in David Ross. This is a complete change in, in manager. It feels like David Ross has never managed before. Very much an Aaron Boone situation. Almost the yeah. same exact thing. A player's player. Uh, everyone, love, everyone loves him. Goes into broadcasting. People love him. Goes and manages. He's never been a coach in the dugout. He's never been anything. Now he has a catcher, which is a little more game management than third baseman when in the comparison to Boone. I think he'll do a good job. I think the managing position changes now. And David Ross is one of these guys that's going to be more like an Aaron Boone. Keep the clubhouse loose. Keep the guys motivated. Relay why decisions are being made the way they are by the analytics department above. So... I think that there will be a year of growing pains here, but I don't, but I, I, I like the kind of ballsiness of it. Yeah. And it's, you know, he, he was part of that Cubs team. He played with a lot of these guys. So that's, I mean, you could put that in the good bucket. You could put that in the bad bucket too. Cause if things, if things get off to a rocky start, you know, you're going to hear all these rumors like that. I don't know. It's, it's just that, that mental mind fuck of, if I will, you, if, if you're peers with someone and then they're technically above you, th- that's a mind fuck. I will say this. I don't think David Ross, I think he was always a authority figure because that team was so young, yeah. that Cubs team. It's not like he's going to be managing guys that he literally was eye-level teammates with. Um, like yeah. Joe Girardi, when he came to the Yankees with Posada and... Jeter and Williams and stuff, or Bernie wasn't there anymore, but they were kind of, you know, they didn't think of Joe Girardi as like a father figure, grizzled vet, listen to what he says as much as this seems to be on the surface. 
Well, and it's uh, sports. You often can't relate things to the to the real life business world, but you know there is like if if you're someone's boss, you're not supposed to get crazy drunk and go out partying with them. And like I don't know, like yes, Rossi was an authoritative figure in their clubhouse, but when they were in the World Series, like that's someone you pour champagne down his throat. Like yeah. that's that's someone you just look at differently a little bit. Um, that being said, and we are Yankee fans, that's a hot take. You leave one of those hot take five star reviews that says, "Hey, these guys are Yankee fans. Those are our favorites." Um. It, the Aaron Boone thing has worked out really well for the Yankees, and it's it's not, like, completely out of left field. I mean, he was a catcher, like you said. He's so well-liked throughout. Ba- He's, like, one of the more well-liked baseball players <laughs> currently now just from being on, like, Dancing with the Stars and shit like that. So uh, it's it's a popular hire, and, it, again, it I think the interesting thing, because didn't he have one quote that was, like, he's – He's in for analytics, but he still definitely believes in being a baseball guy and stuff like that. I don't know. I like that quote, though, because that's what it is. Yeah, put that on a shirt. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's going to be, and this was, and maybe this is the advice we could give to Cubs fans is that, you know, a lot of the shots nowadays, and this will probably be different than Joe Madden to a degree, Uh, A lot of the shots come from the GM and the analytics team. So there's only so much decision making that truly happens um, that a manager sometimes is a scapegoat or Aaron Boone looks like a genius this year because half the roster gets hurt and a lot of those guys thrive. Yep. All right. Well, we talked about Joe Girardi. He's going to Philadelphia replacing Gabe Kapler, who was never a fit and kind of just didn't in Gabe Kapler's first game he made like an illegal substitution in the bullpen that couldn't happen or something? He brought like the, whatever. I think it was like the first two weeks he made a couple ones and it was like, oh boy. Yeah. And then it never panned out. Like you were, yeah. he was in over his head from the jump. Anyway, Joe Girardi gets the Phillies job. What's his deal? Um, three. I don't know. They don't have it here. I think it's a three year deal. I don't know. Joe Girardi's going to bring a determined. Ness. What's the word there? Determinism to I this Philadelphia team. And I think he'll fit the city a little better than Gabe. A little more. Joe Girardi's kind of corny. And I saw him speak once, like live, and he's very, um, like, you know, he can. I don't know if corny is the right word, but he can be a little too not gritty, but he's very gritty, like, in his managerial play. Right. Like, I don't think he's going to be, like, chopping it up and fucking around with the guys, but, like, he will make sure their every game matters. I I think this is the interesting part with Joe Girardi. It's, it's will he change a little bit? Because at the end of his Yankees run, it was kind of this revolution of managers, and, you know, you kind of got to be the, the Joe Madden loose guy or the young guy. Because baseball is such a long season that if you're someone like Joe Girardi who was – pretty rigid with the dudes it kind of the word we heard was that it kind of wore thin amongst some of the young guys uh so and when he went to the MLB network we saw more of Joe Girardi being his personality like he has a good personality but when he puts on the manager cap he gets a little more militaristic so it's going to be interesting to see if he just goes straight back to that because that has been what's worked for him as a manager or if he is a little looser around the edges because I think the guys would love that They've had some clubhouse, like, I don't know if they've actually had clubhouse issues, but there was the whole Santana and Arietta fight. Um, 
Arietta threw Harper under the bus. Arietta throws everyone under the bus. <laughs> yeah, it might be Arietta. <laughs> it might be Arietta's the problem, who just opted into his contract, so he's still yeah. there. So we'll see how that gets handled because, um, I don't know, I just don't see Joe letting things get crazy in the dugout, clubhouse. Yeah, and it, it their problem was over Fortnite. Like, they were playing too many video games. I, I can't see Joe Girardi like. Joe Girardi was so tight for a while that there was a big story that he took the team on a bowling trip, and that was him, like, loosening up. Like, yeah. If that's the loosening up, how's the Fortnite in the clubhouse going to work? So you think Girardi's not playing Fortnite? Okay, man. Uh, yeah, and I, I think we, we have to say this because it's, well, they are clearly different levels of players at this point. Uh, but we mentioned Mike Trout instantly when we hear Joe Madden. It's going to be Bryce Harper. Can he get the best out of Bryce Harper? I think I think what you and I think is that those personalities are going to actually line up pretty well. Like they're both kind of intense, locked yeah. in dudes. So yeah. that relationship seems to make sense there. So, I mean, that's good. And that's a guy that this team just invested so much money in. Uh, and yeah, just circling back on Jake Arietta. Um, you know, it's funny yet. People like you more when you pitch better. So don't have a four six four ERA next year and maybe some of your clubhouse stuff. I wish we were so doing a talking ba- I wish we were doing a talking baseball back when Arietta was a free agent. Cause I remember just shouting from the rooftops like there's no way he's gonna be good. Yeah. Like nothing well, we- nothing in his abilities said he was gonna sustain that success for another five years. Yeah. God. Couple, couple big years for the Cubbies. Uh, Cy Young winner. I know, but it, and it was great. He was fantastic, but it was like this ain't gonna last. Yeah, he was. He was one of those pitchers that he was clearly starting to decline a little bit, but you still paid money for pitchers, and now <laughs> Dallas Keuchel's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's a great comparison. Yeah. I wonder. Look at their age and stats and all that. Yeah. Damn. All right. Uh, uh, Jace Tingler replaces mm, dude. And- I'll let you roll with Jace Tingler because he's kind of you've been on him for the oh, past it, five ten years. <laughs> it's the most unique hire. This dude has never been a manager or a coach in a dugout. He he had some weird half-assed title. He was in the Rangers dugout for a little bit. He managed in winter ball and stuff like that. But he really has no coaching experience in the MLB level. But Apparently, he speaks two languages, which is actually, I think, very important these days. He, because especially the Padres, they have a lot of uh, Latin young players. And everyone loves him. And it seems like this was their guy. Like, they didn't do a round of interviews. They're like, no, we want Jace Tingler. It's a bold hire. And I reward them for their boldness. Yeah, and with with the boldness, it could either, it could end really sour really quick too. But um, and I I think the the BS position I forget the title of it, but I I think the if you're looking for a parallel from recent years, I believe Rocco Baldelli before he got hired in Minnesota, he was in that same position. It was what well, what's the title? It's something player organizer or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's a it's a very new age uh, MLB position, but I think it normally goes to the well liked guy <laughs> um, that kind of knows analytics. It's it's kind of the guy that has been behind the scenes 
um, calling a lot of the shots, and now they're going to the forefront. So, yeah, knock, knock them dead, Jace Tingler. Knock them dead. I mean, I'm rooting for him. It can easily be a situation where he fails, but if if he does find success, then we are have a we are might have a big shift in how managers get hired because you have David Ross, Aaron Boone. That's the old school, like they're new school managers, but like hey, hire baseball guys. They've been around baseball. Right. They know baseball. Now you got Schmidt, or am I saying that wrong? Cardinals manager. Oh. Um. Schnit? What's his name? No, Snicker. <laughs> no, that's that's Braves. Braves. <laughs> I am having a he, brain. Uh, I always think of Dwight Schrute now. Schilt. Schilt. Schilt, he never played in the majors. I don't even think he played in the minors. And he never managed in the majors at all. He never sat in an MLB dugout before getting hired. He went through like college pitching coach, college assistant, up the ranks, up the ranks of college, and then to MLB. And, and he, he he put the Cardinals on a pretty nice run there to end the season. So if he works out, if Tingler works out, this whole thing might get a little revamped. Yeah, it's, it's kind of the, the last last time I'll reference business stuff because I was pretty bad in that world. But it's it's like it's just having a good leader <laughs> like kind of it doesn't matter if Mike Schilt used to be that good by at baseball. Can he get the 25 dudes on the Cardinals to play their best baseball? Because that's what we're trying to do. So Tingler's previous like names of his positions were field coordinator and player development coordinator. You hate those titles. I just what are they? Yeah. Do other teams have these titles or did you just say, hey, we want you around? What would you say you do here, Jace? Jace Tingler. Good for him. Good for I hope it works for the Padres because they're about to hit their window. And if he's the guy. It's kind of crazy, but that's cool. Well, it's so crazy, and we'll talk about this a little bit in our next segment, but, you know, how how much of Jace Tingler is going to be decided like, oh, hey, the Padres opened up the bankroll. They signed Garrett Cole. I bet Jace Tingler would look a little better as a manager if he had Garrett Cole for 33 starts instead of whoever's going to be on the end of that rotation. Quantrill. Your guy. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to the Mets. They just announced Carlos Beltran. Carlos Beltran, if you're surprised that he's a manager, um, there's been a a lot of people that have been paying attention aren't surprised. He he is highly respected in the MLB. When the Red Sox played the Yankees this season, Alex Cora and the Yankees beat the Red Sox in a couple series. Alex Cora said, you can tell Carlos Beltran's on their side now. Like that's yeah. like he's like the kind of the fucking baseball whisperer that travels around. He spent time with the Astros and their club when they won the World Series. He spent time in the Yankees front office when they just went on this run and the craziness of this player development and new players. So he's gaining this knowledge. He he uh, interviewed for the ML for the Yankees position back in 2017 but he had no idea what an interview to be a manager even was. He just kind of got called in, but then he got like experience that. So he gets this Mets job. He was a Met great for a little bit there. Um, this one, I like this one for the Mets. Uh, Beltran seems set up for success. We'll see. I think he's bringing Collins, Terry Collins to be his bench coach. So we can have that dude who knows the day to day of like, Hey, this is, you better schedule out your, that's the thing that like I think gets overlooked is planning ahead. Like 
Terry Collins yeah. and say like, this is good, but you got to think about this series in June. Like we got to get to that or like we got to get to there or who's your shortstop after, you know, and, and just how much you have to think about how far to expand, how close. I don't know. I've never managed. These are things that a manager can help with. So I actually like that. Is that official that Collins is his bench coach? I'm not sure. I, I can I, I can I saw that, that real quick. I saw that uh, out there and I thought that was smart, but I like that for the Mets. Good for them. Yeah, and we we've seen that with a lot of these these new managers, um, you know, is is to have a guy who's done it before. Larry Rothschild was was there with Booney. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if David Ross has has someone like that around the team. Yeah, I think I think Beltran's my favorite signing. Um, and again, normally in a society where, as you mentioned, I I am a Knicks fan. Uh, it's easy to do LOL Knicks. It's easy to do LOL Mets. They get Beltran, and I. How how many times did you hear me say during this regular season, Jim, that if you're hiring, why don't you hire someone from Houston's pitching department? You hire someone from the Yankees hitting department, put it together, and you're going to have a good team. That's kind of what Beltran's been doing. Um, and and I don't know. I I I don't want to underplay all the managerial stuff because I I do believe in top top down run organizations, um, but. Carlos Beltran is so well respected by the players. He's so well respected throughout baseball. And I mean, even if, you know, if Carlos Beltran can in- unlock one or two guys on the Mets, I I mean, that could take them to another level. So I, I love the hire. Yeah. And then the last hire of the six that have been finalized is Mike Matheny going to the Royals. And I break down all these hires, Jake, as – Okay, you got an established dude in Joe Madden and Joe Girardi. Or, okay, you have a new rookie manager, but they're your guy. The Cubs seem to like David Ross from the jump. The Padres, I don't even know if they looked at anyone else. Jace Tingler was their guy. The Mets looked at a lot of hires, but Carlos Beltran has been rumored to become a manager and be you know, primed for that for a while. So you either have, okay the young guy coming in for his first time, but you have faith in him or an established great manager. <laughs> the, the Royals go with Mike Matheny, who is as safe and vanilla and boring as a choice you can get. And I think the Royals are still a couple years away. And this might just be a placeholder. They can't think he's the dude. Yeah, a couple different things going here, and one one thing that I'll I'll set you up is basically like like you were saying you like the Jace Tingler hire because it's bold and maybe there's a chance it works out. Matheny's basically the opposite. Yeah. Um, uh, so that that's kind of the scope you're looking for. It's it's not exciting. You're right. Like it, we we would love if the Royals came in, they hired some hot shot, and they're like, hey, we're gonna do this whole thing differently. It's gonna take a couple years, but buckle up. We'd be like, all right, Royals, we'll see you there. Hopefully this is cool. Um, they brought Matheny in as a special advisor last year. Um, so the organization does like him. And, uh, you know, they, they did know that, well, they knew this could be Yost's last year. Uh, so I don't know. They do like Mike Matheny. It does seem a little vanilla, but he's famili- he, he already has a year familiarity with the organization, a year familiarity with some of the players. So yeah, it's not exciting, but I, I I don't know. It's it's what do the Royals have coming up the farm? I mean, do they believe 
that they they like the way their whole organization is set up for the next couple years that if they can get better the next two years Mike Matheny's in a in a good place to give him a chance I don't know but yeah not not the sexiest of hires his numbers from St. Louis look pretty okay um but the the end of that run was pretty pretty meh yeah I think he was disliked by fans like I think they were like get him out of here yeah yeah. Um, so, Jake, the other two teams left that need managers are the San Francisco Giants and the Pittsburgh Pirates. There is still Buck Showalter who wants to manage. Mm. I think he fits with Pittsburgh pretty well, just kind of attitude. Yeah. But I don't know if he, who wants that Pittsburgh job. Like, if will Buck Showalter take one of these jobs will he be wanted for one of these jobs or we wait out another year it's tough i mean maybe pittsburgh if they gave him the right insurance like if they were like hey buck here's the deal we're gonna give you five years and we've seen what you've done in at in baltimore and some of your other stops like you know we we are open to the full buck showalter experience and yeah maybe that's what buck wants i don't know um, maybe he doesn't, <laughs> maybe Buck's saying, fuck that. Give me a solid team. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it kind of depends where Buck's head at it. And yeah, it's, it seems like San Fran's not fully a fit for, for Buck Showalter in my head. Like I want the geekiest dude ever. Cause I think their, their GM they hired is a geek. So like, you see what, just go with that. You see what the giants are doing. They like Gabe Kapler's in consideration. Yeah. Why? Well, that's that's the guy you fire before the next guy. Well, that's like we're, we're gonna have a bad year and a half, so we need. Did Gabe you hear Kapler the other news? Bruce Bochy isn't retired. Love that. He's taking a one-year sabbatical. He wants to manage again in 2021. <laughs> it's genius. Everyone thought he was retired, and he went on Mad Dog Radio and was like, "No, no, 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 no. This is a sabbatical. I want to get back out there." See how I feel. I'm retiring from the Giants. I don't like where that's headed. Well, maybe the Giants do a one-year manager change up and bring him back. Bring back Bochy. That would be that would be awesome. I I now have to root for that, unfortunately. But oh. I I think part of it was too. They brought in like they did the whole analytics full revamp, but they were going to give Bochy one last year to be Bruce Bochy. Um, so I, I think that dream might be f- fading away a little bit, but I still like it. Yeah. Crazy. I don't, I don't even know if there's any leads for these, these Pittsburgh or whatever twins bench coach, Derek Shelton has interviewed for the job for the pirates. Um, pirates job kind of sucks, man. Yeah. Besides uh, a beautiful view and a nice ballpark. I don't know why you'd go there. Hey, man, those are two of my favorite things. I'm in. All right. Hire Jake. You got anything else on managers? I mean, obviously, we'll update. There's a lot to go through right there since we missed it all. In the end, like, I'm not here. I'm not here to hate on another team's choice until we don't know. We don't know how how any of these guys will will go. The only one that I'm going to give shit to is Mike Matheny seems like such a boring choice in a season in a change, it's changing tides of either, you know, new exciting guy or proven good manager. 
Madden, Girardi, Showalter are proven good managers. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. The, the only counter I'd have is that for some of these organizations, like like the Royals, who the, they're not going to have World Series aspirations next year, is sometimes you just need good organization and a guy who's done it before and a guy who's going to do the right thing. So like, like you said, like you thought there might be some growing pains with some of David Ross's stuff this year. Mike Matheny shouldn't have that. That's he, true. That's he, a good, he, good he, counter. He should be stable. He should be able to run through the motions. And then it's, you know, can you, can you get something else out of these, out of these guys? Yep. All right. We're going to take a quick break. Then we're going to come back and talk about the pitchers that are topping the free agent list. All right. Free agent season is coming. And as this rolls, and this will probably be the only episode where we kind of deep dive into the top free agents and our thoughts. And then hopefully it's more reactions to where they sign and news. And that's how the episodes will go forward. But if you're doing a baseball episode, you got to do this conversation. Jake, with Strasburg opting out, which is fucking nuts that he has $100 million guaranteed, $100 million guaranteed for four years. And he gets like 35 a year at the end of it. Guaranteed. And he says, nah, I'm going to go get myself more. And it's the smartest move because he will easily get himself more money and more years. It's just wild to really think about it. Yeah, we you, we don't get thrown in those positions a lot. But yeah, it's a, and I was blown away because the last year of that contract when Strasburg was 34 years old, he was due to make $45 million that year. So in my head, I had mentally turned off the Strasburg switch, and I was like, oh, you don't turn down <laughs> that ever, ever. Um, and then he goes out. He has an incredible season. I think he pitches the most innings. He obviously does his uh, World Series and playoff heroics. Uh, he's like the perfect candidate, the former number one pick. It's not not fluky or anything. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he's, he's probably going to get the same – AAV, ooh, it's been a while since we've talked about annual value of contracts. But, yeah, he's going to get two or three more years. He's going to get six or seven at, at the value that he was going to get for four. And yeah. at this age, you have to go and do that. I think this is going to be Garrett Cole and Strasburg will be the Machado Harper. Where Are they, are they both Boris clients? I believe so. I could double check pretty Because that kind of actually changes things. Because then it's Boris bidding against Boris. Last year is Harper and Machado is Boris versus I forget who Machado's agent was, but they, they hate are each both other. Boris. So they're both Boris. So okay, that's gonna be fucking weird for Boris. Um because one of these dudes is gonna set the market, the other's gonna get just under it. And it might take forever for this to wind out. I mean, Garrett Cole, this is his first time becoming a free agent. Same with Strasbourg. They're going to go listen to every pitch from every team yeah. that wants to pitch them. Go get yourself the free flights and the free meals and the dinners in a bunch of cities and get told how great you are and how much they want you and how much they love you. Go do it. Go take the tour. Like, I'm not going to blame anyone for not doing that. Sounds like a bunch of fun. Go get, you know, priced out and 
pimped around and have some fun. It's gonna. They should both do that, and then they're gonna. It's Boris versus Boris. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Boris versus Boris. Um, we bought. We yeah, got no both of them like what seven years. I mean, they will have to beat the Corbin contract. That's how it works. Oh yeah, and I mean they're gonna wreck the Corbin contract. They're gonna wreck David Price's. Um, uh, most most money gotten by a pitcher. I think it's two twenty one million or something like that, or two two eleven. Um, but yeah, I think both of these guys are going to be north of that. They're, they're in semi in their primes and they just did special things. Both of them, (laughs) Garrett Cole's last two seasons are about as good as they can get. And Steven Strasburg, uh, just won the world series MVP with, uh, some of the best playoff stats you'll see. And there's like Steven Strasburg has a little bit of the story. Like we saw him, he's like, yeah, it was too tight. Then these. We, we hired these crazy Anibal Sanchez and Gerardo Parra started hugging me and I was more relaxed. And it's like, okay, so you have to sign them with Strasburg. That's the yes, catch. Yes. Baby shark comes. Is this two years in a row? Is this two years in a row now that the world series MVP becomes a free agent after the world series? Steve Pierce last uh, year. Pierce. Yeah. I'm trying to go back before that. Um, I guess well, so. it was Springer before that, right? And he did that. Uh, yeah, for Houston. So, so yeah. two years in a row. And I think Strasburg will get more than Pierce. Oh, don't talk out of your yeah. butt. Hot takes. Early hot takes. Jake, I like this starting pitching spread for this year. Okay. I think you've got top dogs, right? You've got Garrett Cole and Strasburg, and those are the two. Then I think you've got solid upper echelon, but not Garrett Cole or Strasburg. You, like, you've got, you've got some I, maybe two starters, but like, okay, a solid three you could be happy about. I mean, you got Bumgarner and Ryu and Wheeler. Those three, you, you'd be happy with them, you know? Like, the upside is there. The middling middle road is also there. But Wheeler has so much upside. Give that dude some pine tar, please. Yeah, and enjoy Houston, Zach. I've, I've been... Been been dreading He's, that, been dreading that, been dreading that tweet for about six months now. But I mean, oh, Zach Wheeler is a perfect fit for Houston. If Zach Wheeler goes to Houston, he will replicate Garrett Cole. Yeah, <laughs> with Brett Strom pitching coach over there and their their analytics department and whatever. Like, yes, he's got the same peripherals that Cole had before going to Houston. They're like pretty similar. Yeah. So and it's. It's so funny, and obviously we're anticipating a lot here, but, um, I mean, it, it's this whole circle that's going around in baseball, and we've seen it with Yankee fans where it's like, oh, the Yankees, they, they regret not trading for Garrett Cole a few years ago. And it's like, well, the Yankees probably wouldn't have made Garrett Cole as good as he has become now because Houston has a special sauce with their pitching right now. So using that formula, Zach Wheeler in Houston, it's, uh, it adds up. It adds up. Ryu. I think he's got to stay in the NL. Same with Bump. I, I, you and I are very much AL bias guys. There's a little AL bias. We're we're not too shy about that. I don't know about Ryu. Um, I mean, I I he had an incredible year. Uh, someone's got to get excited about Ryu. I I have heard some Cubs rumors. Um, I I I don't know. I mean, who was um who was our guy a little while that came over? 
uh, from the Dodgers and was hated baseball, but was the Yankees' ace Kuroda. for a couple years. Kuroda. Kuroda. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think what Ryu did last year, that plays anywhere. <laughs> yeah. All right. Then then you have, um, where is it? Where the, where the hell is it? You got Dallas Keuchel. I don't know if he's going to have to wait as long this time. Someone might be like, No, okay. so he, he doesn't have the, the draft pick attached to him. So that's that's a story with a couple of guys this year, Grandal, when we get to the hitters. But, yeah, Keuchel has no pick attached to him, so he can kind of get settled in with the team if he wants. Oda Rizzi, I mean, he's going to get picked up by someone as, you know, uh, a 3-4, maybe uh, potentially a 2, but probably a, more of a 3-4 pitcher on a rotation if it's a team trying to win now. I don't know what his yeah, contract he, will look like, but Odorizzi will probably he, get some money. He had a good year, and I, I think his slider graded out pretty top-notch, so it, it seems like some team will definitely fall in love with that. Cole Hamels, he's an older guy that probably just wants to get signed. He might take a two-year contract somewhere. He had a pretty good last two seasons with the Cubs. So he's up there. Uh, Tehran, Pineda, Gibson, Porcello. Those are the kind of guys that you you have to give a chunk of money to. But, you know, to eat innings and be a pro pitcher, they'll get picked up. There's some interesting guys on here, Jake, like Gio Gonzalez. Ivan Nova, Homer Bailey, Brett Anderson. Are these guys gonna get the Keiko treatment? Are they is like is Matt Harvey gonna get picked up? Like he's gonna get a triple A. Uh he'll be invited to camp. I don't think you can guarantee him any money. Yeah, um, Felix Hernandez. No, I, I I think like yeah, Felix Felix will get invited somewhere, and there there'll be a pitching coach that'll say, "Hey, maybe we can craft you a little bit." I but I mean, his arm has been through a lot. He's he's thirty four, going on forty four. No, I, I I think what you were saying is that like okay, this when when we go into the hitters late, later, there's a couple positions where it's like, oh, well, if you needed a guy there, you're kind of fucked. Yeah. <laughs> um, starting pitcher, if you need a one. I mean, there's a couple legit ones out there. There's a couple borderline twos. There's some threes. And then kind of the end of rotation guys that, that you and I are are dipping our toe into right now. Um, you know, Pineda, Kyle Gibson, um, Wainwright's technically a free agent. Please go back to St. Louis. Tanner Rourke, Wade Walker. Miley, Brett Anderson. These are guys that if you sign them, like, I don't know, you can kind of pencil in 160 innings of okay baseball which hey some teams actually no not some teams every team needs that yeah what about homer bailey didn't he didn't he wasn't he doing pretty good after the trade or am i making that up oh uh, he's got he's see- got two starts after the trade he's got two blow up starts otherwise he was he was pretty good yeah, he's, he's settled in. I mean, he had a, a 4 is, is, 3 ERA, and like you mentioned, two of those are blowouts. But yeah, he kind of locked in in Oakland. Yeah, yeah. His ERA is not going to look good because he's got a two innings pitch, nine earned runs. But if you take it game by game, he was actually pretty good post trade. So he might get a, a, a one year, two year deal. I have no Bring idea. him back, Cincinnati. No, he went to the A's. I know, but I'm saying Cincinnati gave him the giant contract. Let's run it back. <laughs> sure, the first one didn't work out. Good time. Do you have a sleeper here? Ooh. Like, do you... If Okay, let me give you five guys. Okay. And you tell me 
who you would want the most and who you think is going to get the best deal. Just don't put don't put Jordan Lyles in there. No, I'm going I'm going kind of like the the second tier. Bumgarner, okay. Ryu, Wheeler, Keichel, Odorizzi. I think Wheeler gets the best deal out of those five guys. I I think so too. Um, just because he has the arm talent and basically what analytics and all these teams now think is that if you have that, we can mold you. Um, so yeah, I, I think you're right. Honestly, man, I, if, if I'm a team, so basically we have to do this like without Houston because <laughs> Houston's kind of an unfair advantage. Uh, cause if they bring in Zach Wheeler, like, yes, I think Zach Wheeler's going to have a chance to almost contend for the Cy Young. Um, but any other team, I'm going to assume he's going to be Zach Wheeler. So I'm going to kind of eliminate Houston for now. I would love Rayu, man. He had a crazy year. He had a there's crazy in, year. There's injury concerns with him though, right? Um, I mean, he's older. He's, he's 30, he's 32. He'll be 33 starter next season. But uh, um, 2018, but he had a big injury that cut his season sh- in half. 2016, he didn't pitch at all because of injury. So that's two of the last four years have been shut down due to injury. Yeah, and I, I mean, he's older, so he, he, teams would be a little scared anyways. But, Jim, his last 44 games started over the past two seasons. He's 21-8 and eight with a 2-2-1 ERA. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, put those, put those stats next to Zach Wheeler's stats, and you're going to say no contest. So I, I don't know. I think I'm more in if, – if your team ends up with Ryu and Zach Wheeler got more money, I think you should sit there and be pretty happy with yourselves. Yeah. All right. Okay, what about this This now, the second tier? Like the, the Bumgarner, Oda Rizzi. No, 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 even lower. Oh. All right. Which – okay, here's, here's random five at the bottom of this list. Ready? Oh, boy. Drew Smiley. Ivan Nova, Michael Waka, Homer Bailey. Who you want out of those four? This is tough. I think you and me secretly like Ivan Nova. Um, <laughs> I liked what I saw from Homer Bailey. I mean, this is this is tough. That that's such a crapshoot. I I'll go on an old Jakey Laurel. Is I love the old fallen warrior. So I'm going with Homer Bailey, just because what he was doing in Oakland was like <laughs> kind of dominant. Drew Pomerantz was a starting pitcher, went to relief for the Brewers. I think he's going to get – I think he's going to get – someone's going to take him as that long man or relief like guy, like, hey, this guy. Oh, yeah. Drew Drew Pom is a reliever now. And then you got Colin McHugh, also same boat kind of. Like, what's he going to be picked up for and stuff like that. And why? Um, the relief pool is pretty thin. The relief pool's really thin, and last year it was pretty good. There was, like, four out yeah. there that were, like, really nice. You got Will Smith, Will Harris, Dallin Batances, who's coming off injury, Daniel Hudson, who just closed out the World Series, but his track record doesn't say that he should get good money at all. Right. If I, uh, I like him, but come on. He's not going to like Fernando get... Rodney, technically a free agent. What, um... Joe Smith, uh, Chris... is this just all the Astros relievers? Yes. Uh, Chris Martin, the guy who got hurt for the Braves but had been pitching really well. Um, what reliever is going to get the most money? Is it 
Is it Will Smith? Or is, is like it Pomerantz? If it's Pom- if Pomerantz is getting reliever, getting signed as a reliever, really? There's not a lot out here. It's very thin. Yeah. I don't know. I could I could see a team convincing themselves that Daniel Hudson figured something out, right? No. I mean, two year deal. Not a lot of money. I mean, look at what it's Zach thin. look at what Zach Burton and Adam Adovino got and da- and uh David Robertson. No one's getting that here. Yeah, that's uh yeah, sorry for our uh if you're a team out there that bullpen is is the red flag, there's a it's slim pickings. Yeah. My bullpen is also the easiest to fix in your in your farm system. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> because any starter you can be like, go give us some innings. Right. All right, another quick break, then we'll come back and do the uh, offensive free agents. All right, Jake. Another national is the most coveted offensive free agent. Strasburg opts out, but Rendon, man. He is going to set the market, I think, here as an offensive player or a field player, whatever you want to talk about him. He's the guy, right? He's the leader of this free agency class. Easily, easily. And we are we are waiting to hear because the only hitter that could that could give Rendon a conversation will be J.D. Martinez, where yep. we're going to know in the next couple hours if he's opting in or opting out. But he's a pure dh at this point i mean rendon plays a quality third base he has to opt out right um we'll see it's kind of an interesting situation because there was this stigma that free agents don't get paid anymore even though last year's guys actually did get paid decently he's only a dh so i mean jd martinez has the nl teams are out so it's how many al teams need a dh and he has been really good he's owed 20 million I think he's going to opt out. I think you can talk yourself into, like, I could see the White Sox or Texas Rangers. Um, and it would be similar to kind of what happened with the Raldis Chapman opting What if he in. goes and plays for the Rays? How about that? The old J.D. Martinez for Kime trade. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I think he's going to, and this is one of those weird things, and I think it's funny that, it, well, we haven't brought it up to this point, but... It's so funny that there are family factors and things that tie into these decisions that like that. I mean, there's there's a lot going on for these guys like you. You have to decide where you're going to live and stuff. Uh, But yeah, I think J.D. Martinez, it seems like the city of Boston kind of wants him to opt out. I've I've heard some mixed things, but I think Boston, if J.D. does opt out, they'll start talking themselves that they can re-sign Mookie. If he doesn't, Mookie's fully gone. Um but yeah, I mean Rendon easily, easily will set the position player market. And then if JD's opts out, he's the second. And then we were saying this before we started recording. Third base has some good depth if you're looking for a third baseman. You got Josh Donaldson who went off, the bringer of rain. You got Todd Frazier who had a decent year and is respected, highly regarded, also my best friend. So right. shut up about it. Um there were some others I saw that I'm blanking on remembering right now. Pablo yeah, Sandoval, I, Mike Moustakis. Uh, ass Crabs. He could play a little third if he yeah, needs ass to. Ass Crabs is out there. 
Um, yeah, I mean, Rendon's the special guy. If if you sign Donaldson, I mean, you're going to fully be bought into that and the potential of him having a pretty special year. And then, yeah, like someone like Moustakis, he's, he's an impactful guy. Todd Frazier, Estrubal Cabrera, if those guys come into town, you you feel comfortable with your third base position. It's not a question mark. Um, so the third base has has some decent options out there in free agency. Yeah. Do you know what his uh, what someone in the chat just asked? What's JD's opt in? Do you know the numbers? There? Uh, I want to say it's twenty. It's twenty mil per year. He has another option next year, um, and I I forget if that's the final two. If that would be two years or three years. Um, but it, it seems like J.D. Martinez would at least be able to get the same money and an extra year or so because um, he is 32 now. Um, let me see if I can get his contract up. So, yeah, if he if he opts in, it's 20, 23 mil, and then 2021 is 20 mil, 2020 is 20 mil. So third base, there's a good amount of options. Shortstop, do you want D.D. Gregorius? Because that's your option. Yeah, hey, Jose Iglesias, he'll tell you he hit in the 280s last year. Um, but, yeah, shortstop is uh, is pretty empty, and y- you and I have circled around the, the Didi Gregorius conversation a couple times. I just don't know. A team is going to talk themselves into Didi Gregorius because, A, he's the only guy, and his hitting numbers are pretty impressive, all things considered. Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, you got, like, Brock Holt utility, but really, shortstop's very thin. Yeah, it's uh, like there's there's not even anyone that you're like, well, <laughs> if he does this, it's like no. Wilmer uh, Flores, no, and good, et- good and shortstops et- don't hit free agency. That's why um, I I got into it with Yankees Twitter a little bit because I said if Didi Gregorius comes back and plays like the Didi Gregorius we've seen the past two years, um, he was going to get huge paid. Um, he didn't. His OPS was down 100 points. Uh, he had Tommy John surgery, so he's a he's a full on wild card this this free agency. And there's some trades that can happen as well, but we're just doing free agency right yeah. now. You also got Echeverria and Flores, but you're not going to get these guys to be your everyday shortstop. No. If you're going free agency, it's Didi and Glacius, but really Didi. First baseman Jake, Mitch Moreland, Ryan Zimmerman, Matt Adams, Jose Abreu. Uh, Edwin Encarnacion, Justin Smoke, Eric Thames. For for me, Jose Abreu is not being talked about enough. He's he's thirty three. He can't. He's not great at first base anymore. I don't think he ever was, but body started going in. So you have to have to plan on him being mostly a DH with a little bit of first base. He led the AL and runs batted in this year on on kind of a sad. Uh, no, it was a fun White Sox team, but it was a White Sox team that wasn't heading anywhere. Um, I don't know. He seems like a guy, if, if he's on the right ball team and gets a little spark, like he can still hit. He had, thir- yeah, 33 home runs, 123 RBIs. Um, so one of the more solid hitters you can get. What What team needs someone like that? That's um the team that I just keep. Because in the circling. AL... You have so many teams not even trying still. Right. So you have to find a team that's trying to win in the next two years and needs a first base DH. And who who is that? That can well, afford free agents. Like, what does that limit it down to? One or two teams? 
White Sox, Red Sox, the team the team that keeps popping up for me that's really interesting um, that I think they're going to make a big splash, or if they don't, someone like Jose Abreu would be a good consolation surprise. It's the Texas Rangers. Yeah, They've got a new stadium. They had two pitchers emerge last year. Um, like, they're going to sign someone flashy. I don't know if it's one of the top guys. There's There's some links to Rendon, too. But if they come short on Rendon, like – Bring in Jose Abreu. Bring in a couple of those pitchers we talked about, and you can really, you can make the depth of that Ranger team so much better. Because last year it was like, okay, if we run into Lance Lynn and Mike Miner, we're kind of fucked. Like those guys are dealing. Um, if you don't see them, it's like, all right, the Rangers kind of suck. You'd rather have Jose Abreu than Edwin Encarnacion doing the same kind of thing, right? It's interesting. I I think it's a conversation. Edwin's a little older. Um, and I don't know, we saw Edwin play the field when he needed to, and it wasn't horrible. So, um, I, I, I think you'd be more locked into a Brayu for a solid season. All right. Second baseman. There's a good amount of options here. You got, uh, Jonathan scope, scooter, Jeanette Dozier, who might be hung over still Kipnis, um, Zobrist. That's kind of an interesting one. Mustakis can technically play some second base. So there's there's a it's not like a like I don't know if you're in love with Scope or Scooter Jeanette who you don't know what you're getting at all. But I yeah, think it's I don't know. That's it, kind of a weak pool. It yeah, it feels like a classic case of if if you bring any of those guys to be your eighth or ninth hole hitter, you're like, okay, sure. Like let let's see if we could get some good stuff out of Jonathan Scope that if if he can find the his his swing again. But yeah, those guys don't get you too excited. Someone who's kind of first base, second base, who we haven't mentioned yet, Jim, who he might get a little bit paid. Howie Kendrick. Yeah. If you're looking for contact. I mean, dude hit fifth for the World Series champions. Yeah. It's crazy. Starlin Castro is a free agent. They didn't pick up his option. God, talk about how easy it is to fall off the baseball map. Yeah. Well, you go to Miami. You go to Miami and you're done. Goodbye. I mean, I don't even know Starling Castro's stats. Was he doing anything in Mar? How do you get motivated to fucking play in Miami right now? I don't know. Two full seasons. Dude, he played 162 games last year. Oh, That's awesome. my. That's Good for awesome. you, Starling. Awesome, but come on. Pretty average numbers, like at pedestrian numbers, not great. Only 22 home runs, which is his career high by one. Yeah, set his career high in RBIs, 86. Starlin went out there and swung it last year, babe. Damn. Uh, all right, the other infield position is catcher. There's a good amount here um, if you want a Starlin backup slash. Starlin played 162. <laughs> that's crazy oh my god is he that's the only brutal. player to play 162 i don't know hold on 2019 games played mlb leaders i mean it used to be a lot of guys jeter cano would do it all the time games played no okay so simeon also played 162 solaire played 162 villar on baltimore fuck and Merrifield, damn man, those are some. Besides Simeon on Oakland, that's Miami, Kansas City, and Baltimore fielding guys up one sixty two. 
Run it out there. How the fuck aren't you going to give those guys a day off? I hope they were asked and they said, nah, I'll play. Because, I mean, yeah, if you're and playing that's... every day on the Orioles and you're not giving, like, dude, can I get a breather? This clearly doesn't matter, and it sucks. Just give me one day, coach. It's it's one of my, my favorite speeches I've stumbled into this year, but we, we forget, like, these dudes love baseball. Like, Starlin Castro, Castro would not have played 162 games for the Marlins. He didn't fucking love the game of baseball. It's crazy. Damn. Catchers, you got Chirinos, Castro, Gomes, Flowers, Weeders, Lucroy, Austin Romine, Francisco Cervelli, Martin Maldonado, Russell Martin, Wellington Castillo. There's a lot, Jake. Well, yeah, there's there's a lot of guys that are fillers and you're you're comfortable with them at spring training. Grandal's a guy who can change your lineup, man. He's the um, only one that's like gonna be coveted. The rest you're getting them as a platoon catcher. I don't think you're going to get any of those other guys and be like, he's our number one. Maybe Torinos, give him a shot. Maybe Jason Castro, but the rest are kind of, you have a platoon situation or a spring training battle or something like that. Or they're your back. Yeah, they're, they're a guy that <laughs> a lot of these guys would be, if you had both of them on your team, you'd be like, oh, we've, we we like to think we've got a solid 1A and 1B. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that, that would be the the kind of BS you hear, but yeah, a couple, if, if your team needs a catcher, you should be pretty happy with this. This will kind of be an interesting group to see how the dominoes fall in free agency. Cause I, I don't know. I mean, our team's going to be, really be fighting each other between some of these guys. Or are they going to be saying, Oh, well, if we waited out, maybe we could sign one of them for 2 million instead of 4 million. I have no idea. Right. I have no idea how it plays out. I think it's going to take a while for some of those guys to get looks. We'll see. All right. Outfield. And then we'll wrap this up. It's kind of a weird, long-winded episode, so I hope that we didn't lose you at any point. Outfield, Jake. You got Hunter Pence. Hmm. J.D. Martinez is obviously number one. Uh, Number two is kind of Ozuna. Marcel. Marcel's yeah, going to be I, looked at pretty nicely. I, I like Marcel. His uh, he is a violent bat. He can play the corner. Um, yeah, a couple teams are going to talk themselves into Marcel. Then you got uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Puig. Yeah, yeah. And Brett Gardner's up there. Alex Gordon, Gold Glove winners up there. Castellanos, Nicholas Castellanos gets traded off the Tigers and goes off for the Cubs. Be cool if he can find himself on a contender and have some fun. I think he'll get a good look. And then some other big names here are, let's see, that new guy from Japan, Yashitomo Tutsugo. No idea how you're saying. Need him. Need him. Another guy from Japan, Shogo Akiyama. Or is that? I'm blanking. Avisail Garcia, he'll get some looks. Corey Dickerson, contact guy. Arzuna is the exciting one. Brett Gardner, I think the Yankees will try to lock up. Puig, you're bringing a lot. You're taking a lot on if you get Puig. Where do you want Puig? Where do you want Puig to land? Ooh, that's a fun game. Uh, how about like uh, this is rant literally. This is me not thinking at all, but I like him in the Padres, right? 
like just getting some excitement going in San Diego, just having him being kind of the 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 crazy guy that gets them going on a day to day basis. Um, yeah, I don't I don't even think it's a fit, but that's that's where my mind went. <laughs> where would you want to see Puig? I just need him in bright lights. He didn't belong in Cincinnati. Okay. Damn. Sorry, Cincy. No, like don't go to the Brewers. Okay. Wow. Don't go to the Diamondbacks. Don't go to the Rockies. Don't go to the Marlins. Ooh, how about uh the Angels? Put him next to Trout. Boom. Done. Calhoun leaves. Puig comes in. Puig and Madden. Yeah. I, I think we're I think we're still looking for the Calhoun option news. I I bet if this was talking Angels, they'll probably say they're working on a contract right now. But uh yeah, I mean Puig Puig in that lineup being a threat, sure. That Madden doing weird stuff. Puig trying to play off of it gets a little weird at points. Yeah, I, I'm all for it. Give it to me. Okay, cool. Like it. All right. I think that kind of ends this episode. Jake, do you have any uh, big takeaways after going through all this and looking at all these names? Me, this was too much. Like I need, I'm, I'm ready to react to news instead of this is a lot yeah. of guys. It's a lot of guys, a lot of free agents, a lot to talk about. No, I, I, I mean, I love it because you could just go down so many different avenues. I mean, if if this was talking Red Sox, you'd say, okay, JD's going to opt out. We'll bring in Castellanos for a similar price. We make him our our DH. You just the wheels start turning, and if you're every fan base, you see two or three guys on here that you're like, hey, I think if we bring in Astrubal Cabrera and he hits like he did on the Nats. He could be a pretty good two-hole hitter for us. And then, you know, four months from now, we're like, hey, <laughs> Cabrera looks terrible. And that's baseball. So I, I don't know. I, I love it. I'm interested to see what teams come out of left field. Um, and you're right. Like, they're uh, kind of what we ended with Puig is, you know, you want those guys to end up somewhere that matters. And, like, we lost a year of Manny Machado last year. Uh-huh. I, I didn't watch him play. Um I only saw him when I made a breakdown of him. Yeah. So, and uh, that's, and hey, maybe the Padres turn it around. We like Jace Tingler, but uh, yeah, you just, you you want these guys to be in people's faces because they're, some of them are just so talented. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. We will be back. If anything major breaks, obviously we'll jump on right away to do that. Otherwise, we are still kind of... Figuring out the format here as we go through the offseason. But thanks for hanging out with us. If you have suggestions, send them in. Follow us on Twitter. Leave a review. Five stars only. Appreciate you. See you later. Enjoy your week. I will be spending two days moving to New York City. Going to be not fun. Although I'm very excited. See you later. Jake sucks.